What's up, aliens? It's Big Al. Welcome to another Dumb Sports Empire. First and foremost, happy Shark Week, everyone. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I hate singing, but I keep singing for you. Happy Shark Week. If you're not watching sports, watch sharks. It's fantastic. But since this is a sports podcast, not a shark podcast... Let's talk NBA Finals. All right, so I just watched the Bucks win Game Three, but I would not do you as sir, a, I would do you a disservice if I didn't recap Games One and Two. It was pretty much like that video of the Hindenburg just blowing up in midair, and then that one lady's screaming like, "Oh, the humanity!" Those were Games One and Two for the Bucks in Phoenix in the Valley. Got all these dipshit Coachella fans. I mean, that's exactly what they look like. They just look like a bunch of Palm Springs kids out there in Phoenix. Counting down every time Giannis tries to shoot free throws, it gets in his head. The free throw percentages from games one, two, and three are insane. One and two suck like 50, maybe 60%. And then game three, going to Milwaukee, he was up in the 80s. So being at home was definitely great. For those of you who don't know, the, the fans sit there and count down when Giannis is trying to shoot free throws. It's a 10-second violation. If you go over, um, well, 10 seconds, you lose a shot, you lose the ball. And Giannis takes so long shooting free throws, he's getting comfortable, he's got his routine. I mean, that's free throw shooting is all about routine. And the fans just count off and gets in his head, misses all the time in opposing crowds. Then you get to Milwaukee and it's completely silent. Back-to-back 40 games for this guy. The Greek freak himself. He didn't even play the last five minutes of the game tonight. It took him out to rest him, which was probably a good call with his still ailing knee. I mean, it's been three finals games. I think he scored 20 points the first game, 42 the second game, and 41 the third game. I don't think his knee is even close to being an issue anymore. I know he's off the injury report and everything like that, but every time I see him jump, I just get nervous. But games one and two, the Bucks got murdered. It was so frustrating to watch because the Bucks they'd be down by like 13 points. They'd get to within like four or five points, and then they would just let the Suns take off with the game again. Chris Paul going off. In all three games so far, he's had really good games. Booker went off the first two games, but um, he only had 10 points tonight. He didn't play like the whole fourth quarter. They were resting him. DeAndre Ayton's been going off. Um, what a stud, man. That guy's only... I think they said he's 22 years old. Guy can barely buy a drink, and he's freaking dominating the NBA Finals. Um, but when they have their three stars go off, it's like Phoenix is the most unstoppable team we've seen since maybe the Warriors, um, the Glory Day Warriors, Durant, um, uh, yeah, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, like when Draymond when they were like dominating, dominating. What the what the Nets could have been this year. I mean, the um, the Suns look unstoppable in games one and two. They're shooting insane uh, three-point percentages. They're passing the ball well. Their three stars go off. And it's frustrating because you look at the Bucks and the Bucks, when Giannis went down, Middleton and Drew Holiday went absolutely off. They were going off. They carried us to the finals. Then you get to the finals, and Giannis is back to trying to do everything by himself. And he's got no help. He's got no Middleton. He's got no Drew Holiday. And we lose the first two games. But now in game three in Milwaukee, you look at what we um you look at what we did 
I mean, I is it just gonna be a home and away thing? Every home home team's gonna win. The Bucks gonna lose in seven because they don't have home court advantage. It's insane how how much the home court is actually like helping and being a, a major contributing factor, especially in this series right here. It was big in the Brooklyn series. Um, the same situation. So I was nervous when we were down 2-0, but I know we were down 2-0 in Brooklyn too. And then we came back to Milwaukee and we dominated two games, even the series. So I kind of half expected this to happen. I was tweeting it beforehand. So people know that I'm not just full of crap, but I was like all in on the bucks tonight. I said, I'll bet the farm on the bucks. This one guy tried to bet me. I had no idea. I posted on Twitter. He, he hits me back out of nowhere and he's like hey you want to bet on the game and i was just like being sarcastic i was like hell yeah i'm betting on the game i'll bet everything and then he dm'd me and he's like um oh he replied to me and he was like um okay well let's put 250 on it and then like me just sitting there like i'm not gonna bet money with some stranger on twitter he had like 200 followers he said it was like a gambling website i was like that's weird and then like i didn't respond to the guy and like 15 minutes later someone else responds to me some other guy I don't know and I don't follow. He has like 16 followers and he said, don't gamble with that guy. Um, he's running a scam. I was like, yeah, I wasn't going to make a $250 bet with a guy on Twitter that I've never met before. Don't know. No mutual followers. No nothing. Just out of nowhere. Sees that I'm watching the Bucks game and trying to make bets with me. Yeah, for sure not doing that. Something else I took from tonight's game and kind of the series is Jay Crowder is like sneaky good at shooting threes. And it was so overlooked today because of the Bucks' dominance performance, dominant performance. But at one point, he was six for seven on threes. Every time I saw him with the ball past the arc, I was like, "Damn, that's going in." He was just so like money, just hitting threes like crazy. Um, Jay Crowder, sneaky good. But this series is going to come down to, like I said, I hope it's not the home team wins every game, but it's going to come down to which team can get their three stars going off in the same games. So tonight it was the Bucks. Thank God. You had Giannis had 41. Milton had over 20. Drew Holiday had over 20. Drew Holiday, when he's shooting threes, he's on. He's money. He just needs to take more. He's a he's a great point guard. He gets the ball around. He makes good shots. Sometimes he makes good shots. In the losses, he makes terrible shots. Um. But yeah, the story is just going to be which three stars. If you can get your three stars, probably I'd say 25 points or 20, 25 points each you're going to win the game, like hands down. And there was a, Aiton didn't even have, and he had like 20 points one game, but he had like 21 rebounds. It's like, you get that from a, from a big man. I mean, it's over offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds, rebounds are everything. But the Bucks pull within one game. I hope it goes the same on Wednesday. Um, the Bucks at home are just something else. I think they're eight and one in the playoffs at home. Who's their loss to? Oh, the loss was to game one, Atlanta. Trey Young went off for like 46 points. But the Bucks are looking good. I'm happy. I was going to podcast after the last two games, but I got kind of depressed after the losses. So I was like, no, I can't podcast. I'm too hurt right now. I'm, I'm in recovery. So I, that brings me to another point. I think I need to make a schedule. So I think my schedule for podcasts is just going to be, I want to have a podcast come out Monday so I can talk about like weekend stuff. And then I'll have one come out Friday. So I'll just do two podcasts a week. We'll talk um, weekend stuff on Monday, and we'll talk during the week stuff on Friday. And then we'll just go from there. I think that's good. That's not too much of a commitment for me. Well, they're only 20 minutes long, but 
it's not too much of a commitment for me. Um, I do still have a job and a family and everything. I hope you guys understand my millions of followers. All right. This weekend was the first time in a long time that I actually sat down and watched the UFC fight. I never get the fights. I never buy the fights. How it used to work is me and my buddies, I had a, a guy or one of us would always like buy the fight and we'd have it at our house. But then from there, everyone that would come over, watch the fight would bring food. So we just have like a feast of junk food, like Del Taco, Taco Bell boxes, um, like carne asada fries, um, McDonald's burgers. Like literally we just had like a feast of food and the guy bought the fight. He didn't make any food. He didn't do anything, but everyone else just brought food and we just picked out and watched the fights. And this was years ago. This was in Anderson Silva, Ronda Rousey. This is when all of them were fighting. So it was at least like four or five years ago, probably. That was the first time I watched a UFC fight in a long time. And it was entertaining. I kind of lost track of the fighters. I've been a McGregor fan um, for a little bit. But I was I was big on who's I was big on Anderson Silva. I was big on Chuck Liddell. I was big on Johnny Hendricks. I don't know. Johnny Hendricks was my guy. You have to be like a true UFC fan to know who Johnny Hendricks is. But he beat, he didn't technically beat GSP, but he like beat GSP and the judges gave it to GSP. Um, Ronda Rousey was my favorite fighter of all time. I loved her. Um, I was super big on her. But this was the first time. So my father-in-law buys the, buys the fight. And we sit there and we watch it. And it was, it was really entertaining. Like, I, I don't know what happened. I guess all the all the stars I followed kind of fell out of UFC, so I stopped really, like, getting in UFC. But these fights were really entertaining. First of all, you had the undercard. I didn't even look up her name. But this girl got her forehead sliced open, probably about, like, a two-inch gash on her forehead. And she looked exactly like Leela from Futurama. Now, if you've never seen Futurama, Leela is a cyclops, and she has one eye. Or she looks like those um those old Egyptian like sphinxes that have just one eye in the center of their forehead. That's exactly what she looked like. She looked like she had three eyes. She could have been a superhero. This girl got her forehead split open bad. And then, I mean, there's just great fights. Homeboy with green hair was getting pounded. And then he ends up, um, they call it 30 with 30 seconds left. They call it, oh, I forgot. I should, Mutino. I think it was Mutino. Um, and sugar Sean O'Malley. So Mutino is taking punches. He he got over 250, I think, strikes landed on him. And he's just eating punches, eating punches the whole three rounds. Like, it didn't stop the whole three rounds. Just eating punches, eating punches. And with 30 seconds left, he's still standing. He's not wobbly. He's not anything. He's still just eating punches. And the ref called it just because he didn't look like he was really putting up a defense. And he wasn't. But, I mean, the, he was just eating punches the whole thing. So it's like, why... Why stop it? Give him the 30 seconds. Let him let him be a warrior, you know? And then I think I found my new favorite fighter. Tai Tuivasa might be one of the most exciting guys UFC has right now. And they need him to kind of resurrect the sport. I mean, at least for me. I know there have been fans this whole time, and I'm not the most consistent or best fan in any means. But um, Tai Tuivasa is a heavyweight from Australia. Big Samoan dude. 
Now he came out. Some of these UFC fighters, even when the heavyweights, they don't look super fat, but they look like they have that hard fat. You know, there's like soft fat, pudgy fat, and then there's hard fat. This guy looks like he just lost 400 pounds. His stomach was like it looked like it was stapled into his belly button. This guy was a big dude. He had a lot of extra skin, and he fought Greg Hardy. Now Greg Hardy is an old NFL player. Pro Bowl defensive tackle, I believe, from the Panthers. And this dude got suspended 10 games for a domestic violence incident. And then I think he failed a couple drug tests after that. But Tai Tuivasa beat the shit out of, this, out of Greg Hardy in the first round. Now, the best part comes from Ty. Well, first of all, he walked out to the Spice Girl song. Like, I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. And then as he's sitting there celebrating, jumps on top of the fence, gets a shoe from the crowd just any shoe. Some guy threw up a Nike and I mean, he throws up the shoe, throws up a beer and the guy pours the beer in the shoe and chugs the beer out of the shoe. That was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. And I loved every second of it. I showed my wife the highlights and she's like, the guy's going to get AIDS from a freaking shoe. <laughs> Obviously you don't get AIDS from that, but I mean, and then he was walking out of the arena, just like taking freaking shotgunning beers out of dude's shoes like that's got to be the most disgusting thing you're gonna get athlete's foot in your freaking mouth you know how nasty that would be but i think he's my new favorite fighter i've always really liked heavyweights too like i like brock lesnar when he was when he was at his peak before the steroids probably still on steroids but um i like brock lesnar i like heavyweights so seeing this heavyweight and he's not even a contender right now i don't think but I think he was like ranked. I don't even remember what he was ranked. I can't give you bad information. But this guy, he was just electric. I mean, the way he knocked out Greg Hardy and then he started chugging beers out of shoes, came out to Spice Girls. This guy just loves to have fun. I mean, he has fun with it. And that's what, no matter what your job is, if you clean up freaking trash on the side of the road or if you're a janitor or if you're a UFC fighter, you got to have fun with your job. We all need to make money somehow. That's how this guy makes money. But he has fun with it. I make dog food. I try to have fun with it. This guy's a great example for us. He might be my new favorite fighter. <laughs> the guy was wildly entertaining. And then, of course, the main event. My boy, Connor. He was getting the shit kicked out of him. He absolutely did not win that first round. Who knows if he... Now, there's fans saying he broke his foot when he kicked... Um, Dustin Poirier in the stomach in the first part of the round, he like fractured it. And then when he tried to step on it later, he stepped on it weird and it broke his leg. This dude missed a punch with his left hand, goes back to plant on his left foot. It gives out his leg breaks and his shin is like laying flat on the mat, which is absolutely disgusting. And I love it. There's been so many leg breaks in the freaking UFC. It happens all the time now, which is wild. But I mean, total leg break the best part about this is i mean they fin there's only like five seconds left in, in the round so they finished the round but he's sitting there like pointing at his ankle like my ankle's broken my ankle's broken like not sitting there screaming and like writhing in agony and pain but he literally just points at his ankle and he says my ankle's broken and then you see the little ball of his ankle it's like st the bone sticking into his skin you're like oh my god it is broken and then they show the replay of the fight and like Oh man, he, he tried to take that step and his leg just gave out and his shin was just laying flat on the ground. If my shin ever touched the ground and I saw a picture of it, I would throw up. 
But then this guy's still, he's still talking crap. Dustin Poirier, he's, he's like, I don't know. I, I didn't like how he won. He was kind of just like being a girl about it. He's like, this man said he was going to murder me. You know, that's that's not really cool. We don't talk about murder. We trash talk. We don't talk about murder. He's like, dude, you try to murder people for a living. Like, that's what you do. You try to knock people unconscious. Like, that that's your thing. Uh, Dustin Poirier, was, he was just kind of a girl about everything. I wasn't big on him. But then as McGregor, <laughs> or as Poirier's leaving, McGregor gets the mic from Joe Rogan and he's freaking talking about, your wife's in me DMs. <laughs> I don't know how to like do an Irish accent without sounding like a Lucky, Char- Lucky Charms guy. He's like, your wife's in my DMs. Your wife's in me DMs. I don't know. <laughs> it's weird to say. If you watch the clip, it's super funny. Um, but yeah, McGregor, two losses in a row to Dustin Poirier. They say they're going to fight again, but, I mean, Poirier was clearly winning that one. He clearly won the last fight. Um, I mean, Connor hasn't beaten him in, it's like, seven years they fought the first time. And then they waited seven years. He lost to him earlier this year, and now he lost to him again. I don't know, man. Pick another pick another opponent, Connor. Because that guy was, he was kicking his butt. I don't know if he would have lasted in, in the second round. The way Poirier was just hammering him with elbows. I mean, it was good. It was an entertaining UFC fight. I had a good, I had a good sports weekend. I told everyone to bet on the Bucks, and I mean, they won by twenty points today. And then watching UFC fight, and then England, man, oh man, let's talk about England blowing the finals. First of all, they score Euros twenty twenty Italy. Well, 2021, but they keep the 2020 logo because it was supposed to happen last year. England scores in the second minute, and you're thinking like, okay, that's one of the fastest soccer goals I've personally ever seen. I don't watch a ton of soccer, but um, that's one of the fastest goals I've ever seen. They're going to run away with this thing, and they don't score the rest of regulation or overtime. Italy scores in the 67th minute, so it's a 1-1 ball game. Regulation ends. Overtime, two overtime periods go. Overtime ends. Now we're going to penalty kicks. The penalty kicks were, I mean, that's to decide the European Championship. That is intense. I watched every minute of overtime and every minute, well, I watched most of the game. But I watched every minute of overtime, every minute of penalty kicks, because penalty kicks are just insanely entertaining. So England's winning. I think they're up 2-1 to one after two penalty kicks. Now, you, from there, you just got to take your knees, man. You just got to not be stupid with it. And then on their third penalty kick, homeboy goes to kick it. Ding. Right off the post. Misses. Italy comes back. Ties it up. Next one. Um, I think he gets it blocked. Or he missed completely. No, he gets it blocked. The Italian goalkeeper had two blocks. The la- He blocked the last two shots, which was insane because, I mean, it's it's just an educated guess. That's the that's all the goalie can do is educate a guess and, and try to block the shot from there. But I mean you gotta dive one way or another. Man, Italy comes from down two to one in penalty kicks, comes back to win. And that's how Euro twenty twenty is decided. England blue first of all, scoring in the second minute of the game, they should have scored four more goals the rest of the game at least. I mean you're on pace to score a lot of goals. And you don't do anything the rest of the game. Come on, man. You had that. It is not coming home. Sorry. 
It's going to Rome, England. You blew it. I don't know if they'll ever get there again. I mean, they should, but... I mean, you look at the, the European teams that are dominant. Like, Portugal didn't do anything this year, but they're a good team. They won it four years ago, five years ago. Look at Belgium's a good team. Italy's always good. France is super good. Germany's good. I mean, you got so many good teams in Europe. I don't see England ever, like, being in the finals. So they definitely blew it. They should have won that game, like, several times. And especially in, in penalty kicks. Definitely should have won it in penalties. All right. It is also MLB All-Star Weekend. Now, let's talk about the scheduling of these things, because the MLB scheduled round one of their draft on the same night as an NBA Finals game. Like, I don't... It's these moves, man, these moves that the MLB makes that are just, like, head-scratchers, like, all the way around. You scheduled it on, on Finals game night, and, like, it doesn't make sense to me. And you've got a great baseball event coming up. This All-Star Weekend is, like, baseball's greatest thing for the summer. I was going to say for the season, but I don't know. You got opening days probably better than this, and, um, of course, the World Series and the playoffs. Um, but this is, like, baseball's – nothing's going on right now. Usually the NBA Finals are done, the NHL playoffs are done. So you can't boof this like they did. Put the draft on on NBA Finals game day. Like, I – wouldn't have known the draft was even on if I didn't get a notification that the Pirates picked a catcher that was ranked like fifth overall and they picked him number one overall. But the finals at least did it right. So they had it tonight, but then they know the home run derby is tomorrow, Monday, or tonight, Monday. This will come out Monday morning. So the home run derby is Monday night. The all-star game's Tuesday night. The next finals game is Wednesday night. So you're not overlapping with the all-star game or the home run derby, but the MLB could have easily done the draft tomorrow, either during the day or at night. I mean, at night people are probably watching the home run derby, but do it in the afternoon or something. If they're doing it in the afternoon, like a lot of people would have watched it, especially like me. Like I'm a big NFL draft guy. I probably would have watched the MLB draft if it wouldn't have been on a night that bucks were playing their first game at home in Milwaukee trying to get back in the series. Like, no one's ever going to watch that. That's insane. Just get your scheduling right. Like I said, the Home Run Derby's tonight, one of my favorite favorite baseball events of the year. Um, watch the gun show himself. Show spelled S-H-O. Shohei Otani, my boy. And then All-Star Game's always pretty, pretty entertaining. It almost got... Way too entertaining. Not entertaining. That's a terrible word to use. Almost got a little explosive. So four people with guns and a thousand rands of ammunition were thwarted in Denver by a housekeeper at a hotel. Now, they haven't officially said that they were planning on attacking the All-Star game or All-Star weekend or anything, but this maid saw that they had like some suspicious bags. And of course, after the Las Vegas incident a few years ago, people are like, Oh, you're bringing in big black duffel bags. Or you're bringing in big bags of stuff that are super heavy. Like, that's a pretty big red flag. So she tipped off the police. The police get a search warrant, go search their hotel room, and they've got big freaking guns. A thousand rands of ammunition and bulletproof vests. These guys were, <laughs> they were going to go on a rampage somewhere. And the fact that they were caught in, Den in Denver before All-Star Weekend, I mean, you can put two and two together. They were going to shoot up the All-Star game. 
Now, congrats to this maid, who is the hero of baseball. I mean, she should get front row tickets to the game. She should get tickets to the World Series, lifelong season tickets to Rockies games. This maid saved baseball. Imagine what kind of damage they could have done if they were, I mean, I don't even want to think about it. After like Las Vegas and after all the crazy stuff, that all the crazy shootings, I couldn't even imagine what they would have done. But this goes to show you, call people out, call the cops, be a snitch. No, but seriously, like she's awesome. I, I love the fact that a maid in a hotel caught what could have been a major, major mass shooting. So that was cool. Props to her. She's my hero. Hero of the week. All right. That's all I got, guys. Watch the Home Run Derby tonight. Watch the All-Star Game tomorrow. Watch the finals on Wednesday. I will be back Friday to recap all of it. Um, Love always. And remember, Iowa sucks.